from the man who wrote the book on human behavior. A special edition Richard Flint podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk human behavior. Richard Flint, and I want to welcome you to Let's Talk Human Behavior. You know, life is about two things. It's about words and it's about behavior. Words are what we hear and behavior is what we see, what we experience. Let's Talk Human Behavior is dedicated to helping people find the behavioral pathway to having a better life. And right now this is important because we're living in some interesting times. Uh, For most, life was moving along with a good thing happening. And then out of nowhere (laughs) came this little invisible enemy virus that has turned our world, has turned our lives upside down. This virus didn't ask permission to come into our lives. It just arrived and pushed its way in. The result have been many finding their strut, their self struggling with an uncontrollable visitor who's created a lot of fear. This unwanted visitor has forced people to rearrange their life. When you look at it, the result have been lives that are going through what I'm calling the new abnormal. And they found themselves struggling on many fronts and feeling the stress uh, that this is creating for their life. Reality is stress is a natural part of life. It's challenging to live with. And at the same time, you can't live without it. Realizing this, I made a decision that I wanted to reach out to a group of people whom I consider to be some of the wisest folks I know. And I did this because I think we need to hear from people who are not an emotional responder, but people who can help us understand and bring a sense of control. So I reached out to my friend and golfing buddy, Dr. Uh, Larry Markson, and ask him if he would join me to talk about uh, sharing some tips for maintaining your sanity during this time of this new normal. And so Larry said he would be happy to do it, and today he joins us. And Larry, I am just so excited to have you and be able to share you with those who are part of the Let's Talk Human Behavior community. Welcome to you, my friend. Well, thank you, my friend, and to all of your audience. And I can't wait for this to be over, and it will be over, because I need some of that Flint money on the golf course. You know that. Well, well, I've got a little stash put away that I will use to increase next time we play golf. Well, thank you very much, kindly. So thank you for having me, it's a pleasure. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you that Richard Flint, and this is not a self-aggrandizement necessary for me to do, has been one of my mentors over the years, even though at my seminars, I've had him as a, a, a featured guest speaker many, many times. I've read every one of his books. My favorite, favorite, favorite is Behavior Never Lies. And now, right now, your behavior is telling you who you are in this moment of crisis. And you know what? what you asked me what I'm hearing from my clients and the people that I speak with, everyone, nobody knew the word pandemic or used it. 
The only one that was alive at the last pandemic in 1917 and 18, 18 and 19 was me. I was still there, right? So I'm the only one old enough to be there. But other than that, it's a new word. And most of the people, they don't know how to feel even. They don't know how to feel. They don't know what to do. They don't know what the future lies. They're uncertain. They're stressed. They have anxiety. They some have depression. It goes up and down the the ladder by the minute and by the hour and by the day it happens by the telephone rings and someone says did you hear about this and you hear about that and so they react to that and then the newspaper they find themselves watching newspaper um, that's how old i am they, they're watching the tv and they, they're looking at the death count that depresses anyone so you and i have over the years because i knew you we had we say let's and i'm going to tell you this, Acknowledge what so. This is a pandemic. This is a crisis. But I also have another word. I call it, I made this up, Richard. It's a negative infodemic. Because we're in a crisis and no one knows what to do, and we've never been here before, and we're not through with having to add a thing. First thing I say is let's acknowledge that it's here. It is here. You can't hide from it. We have to deal with it. The second part of that, we have to adapt to what's happening. So every day what we hear makes us adapt one way or the other. We're up and down like a yo-yo by what we hear, what people tell us. That friends can call you, did you hear about this one passed away? Did you hear about this? We're out of ventilators. My God, you've got to be depressed. Here's the issue. I would be for depression if it helped me feel better, if it helped the situation, if it helped my economic problems. I would be for depression and sadness and anxiety and fear. But what I found, ladies and gentlemen, Fear, anxiety, depression, all these negative terms that we hear don't help. If they would help, I would be recording something, how to get it, right? But it doesn't help. And so I think it's, Richard, would you agree? Acknowledge that it's here, adapt to the environment and the circumstances, and then go on and learn to coping skills to handle it. And that's what you're talking about today. How do you cope? So for me, I know that physically, I can tell you what to do, but you don't need me. You have the CDC. You should have social distancing, a new term, pandemic, relatively new term. Uh, you can wear your mask, you can scrub your hands. You do. I say do everything they tell you to do, because that's just smart. And don't think you're, you're, you're uh, sacrosanct, that you're going to escape all the things that you do. But that's the physical thing. Richard and I have been around for 150 years trying to tell people that that's the physical. What about the mental thing? So I think right now, Richard, it's time to make for all of us to make a decision. I think you would agree. The decision. The number one power we have as human beings to make a choice. Let's make a choice that we want to not only feel all the physical things right, but we want to change, reset our mindset and take our own lives back. In other words, we become the masses of our own destiny from here on out. We determine how we think and how we feel and what action steps are going to say, us take. So what happens, Richard, would you think if we said stop right now, stop when now, what do we do? Rechange our mindset and take back our lives by and take back control of our own destiny by taking different psychological steps that we hear on the move. For instance, you just mentioned fear. The big granddaddy of all, all, all negative things is fear, because when you fear the most, you get the most. So I'm saying what I'm teaching my people, Richard, is, okay, let's fix the head. So I get up and I do an affirmation every day. 
I walked in six miles today. I'm 80 years old and I walked six miles today to keep myself in shape. I watch what I eat. I don't gain 12 pounds passing the fridge every time because we're locked at home. I do affirmations, positive statements. I'm strong, I'm healthy, I'm vital, right? I feel good. I tell myself that out loud. I set new goals for the next 90 days because they're different than the goals I would have set. The world is different. All my traveling and all your traveling has changed. So we went, we adapted. We're doing uh, telehealth right now. That's what we're doing. So I, I have uh, affirmations, I have goals. I do meditations, which is not a formal meditation necessarily, but some soft music with breathing exercises to slow the chatter from my brain, right? And then visualization. The human mind thinks in pictures but it doesn't think in words. So all these words were bombarded by pictures. So how do I picture me and Richard in July on the golf course, having good fun and camaraderie and enjoying ourselves and life is back to not a new normal. There is no new normal. There's, someone said to me, Richard, yesterday, Harry, get real. What are you being so positive about get real? And I said, get real to me means get limited. 80% in the world are getting real. There are people that are struggling, out of work and all of that. So I say, yes, yes, get real, but don't let it rob you of your immune system. So if you're afraid, if you're anxious, if all of these negative things happen, your heart beats, adrenaline pours into your system, your autoimmune system gets suppressed. We don't need that, we need help. So what I'm saying is, ladies and gentlemen, and then I'll stop talking and listen to the master, I am telling my people what I am doing for myself. I have a routine every morning. I stand up, I wake up my eyes, I'm blessed that I'm still alive and that my family is so far safe and that's good. So I took the goods and then I tell myself I'm good. And then I, then I close my eyes and I visualize things happening. I write some goals, I journal, my, I'm journaling my feelings off the, on the line, off the mind. That's what I'm doing. I'm building myself up in strong and noble thought before the rest of the negativity make me part of it and makes me susceptible to this hidden virus. I don't know if that answered the question. Long answer for an easy question. <laughs> well, you know, you and I, we both know the power of fear in the human life. And I think one of the things that I see or I sense or I hear as I talk to people right now is, you know, uh, who do you believe? I mean, can you believe the media? Can you believe what's being said? And if we, if we feast on the media, what does that do to our psyche? What does that do to us? Uh, well, I can just tell you what, but number one ingredient is of this fear. When you fear the most, you get the most. So I'm saying number one, what I tell my people, I'm sure you do, go on a media fast. That doesn't mean be stupid and ignore everything. I open the TV in the morning, I hear what's going on, and maybe 20 minutes at night, but I don't sit in front of the TV, channel after channel, which, who do you believe? Do you believe some stations are Republican-oriented, some stations are Democratic-oriented, they're carrying different messages? That is confusing to me, unless I stay to my old stinking thinking, and I'm already recalcitrant, and I do not want to move, I want to move, so I, I make my own decisions. That's what we have to do. Who, what does Larry Marks and how do I want to go through this 2020 into 20, uh, 2021? What are my goals? What is my future? It's future pacing. I, so answer, 
I don't listen to any of them because I wouldn't know if they're right or not. Yeah, I was talking to a mutual friend that you and I have uh, the other day, and he was talking about with the patients that he sees that the stress in them because they just they they're they're listening and um, they're hearing what they want to hear, and it's they're taking from it that which is really. Uh, affecting them emotionally rather than strengthening them mentally. And you know, I, I, earlier today, I was doing a, a, a little Zoom call in a ch with an open chat. And one of the ladies was talking about that she's so tired of the media, but what she does, she has two uh, people in media that she respects. So she records them. She doesn't sit and look at them. She records them. And then she can go back and listen to them and fast forward through it if, if it gets to the point where she doesn't want to hear that stuff. But, you know, not only listen to the media, media, Larry, but what about just sitting down in your chair or your couch and spending your whole day watching TV? Well, some people do it because, you know, that's the electronic babysitter. And when we're home now, we need a babysitter unless you want to be an adult and not pay attention to that. So I'm home all the time too. So first thing they do to, I said, coping skills. So I divert the negativity, but I have a FaceTime with my grandchildren. Every, every Sunday night, all 12 of me, myself, my children and my grandchildren, we get on and we play a game, dictionary or, or some games that the kids set up for us. So with social media, I call friends. I call friends that I should have called last week and the week before, but I was just busy with my own ego to do it i touch bases so i want you to use your technology you do it you're on you're helping thousands of people all the time by commuting so be in touch with your family i'm you know that's using technology but it's not watching tv and if you watch tv stay away from negative tv killings and stealings and robberies and murder and things like that look at feel good home uh, feel good movies People falling in love, hitting a home run in the last of the night, winning the war, whatever it happens to be. Look at movies that only uplift you. That's what I do. The object is for me to beat this thing and me not to be contagious, even though I'm following the rules. I'm in that susceptible group. So I don't buy that. When they tell me you're 80, you're in that susceptible group, more people are going to get it in your age bracket. Oh, my God, why do I want that in? And then, Richard, what do you tell your people? They said, oh, yeah, Larry, but I can't tell people don't be afraid. People that have fearful mentalities and have always had anxieties and depressions and, you know, see the negative part. I just can't say don't do that. So I'm saying don't you give them steps out like, like coping skills, divert yourself. I've cleaned out my garage during these two weeks. <laughs> the first time in 29 years I'm in this house. It took me three hours, and then I took all my stuff, put it in my SUV, and dumped it in the dumpsters, and I did it. Today, I washed out my garbage pails and, and the recycling bins today with the hose. Just it gives me something to do to divert myself from the negativity. So at the end of the game, I'm going to come out already started. And that's what I'm saying. And for those of you that have more economic issues that maybe I do, or you have worries about your family. If worry and fears, let me give you the six fears, okay? Six major fears, fears of the unknown. We all have that now. We don't know what's going on. Fear of rejection, fear of abandonment. Your family's not here, your kids, whatever it is. Fear of, uh, of success, 
fear of failure, and the biggest one now is fear of loss, lack of income, lack of social communication. I don't want to know what's in the future. Those fears are real. So I'm not saying just go away because I said so. Do something about it. So I'm reading a positive thinking book now. I've written them, and you've written more than I have, but I'm reading one now put out by uh, Jen Tempo, and the title is Your Stand is Your Brand. What you're standing from now brands you to people. So people think you and I are positive people. We were ordained by God. No, we work on it every day, don't you? Yeah, and the challenge for me, Larry, in talking to some people is to help them to understand you're either going to spend your time from your emotions up or your mind down. And if I'm living from my emotions up, then I, I'm going to worry. I'm going to doubt. I'm going to find myself struggling and feeding all of these things that lead for me to be depressed or to lead for me lead me to be negative. But if I can if I can switch that around and live from my mind down so that I'm feeding my positive center, then I've got a foundation to build on. But I have found over the years that it's much easier for people to live from their emotions up than their mind down. And because I think, I, I totally agree, totally agree, and I'll tell you why. People say, I say now all my friends in my community are 65 years and up of age. So they say, well, I grew up like that. So they excuse their whole life because they grew up with people that were afraid. Or So it's even environmental or genetic. So environmentally, I didn't come from the best background we had no money and we struggled and all of that stuff and so i'm the typical and so are you horatio alger story it's not the way it is i'm saying there's better than what we're feeling make it very simple can we act one step bigger than we're currently feeling can we acknowledge that we have a little fear but nevertheless i'm going to i clean clean out the garage i just told you right so the human mind does not have any room for clutter. If, you're, if your bedroom or your closet, my garage was cluttered, cluttered on the outside means cluttered on the inside. So I'm telling my people, clean up your offices, go through your closets, rearrange your clothing, do, see what's for charity, do, do anything physical that you can. One, it takes away the time of sitting watching the boob tube. Two, and I'm not saying don't watch it, I'm saying, you know, carefully, so I've cleaned up. I read some books. The other night I'm reading, uh, two nights ago, I'm reading Patrick's book. And I got into page 12. And this is not because it's a bad book. Little old Larry fell asleep for an hour. So I, I just closed my eyes and a, a nap happened. So I just blessed it. Oh, good. I got a nice nap. And now I'll go back. I didn't, oh, I'm just reading. Stop putting yourself down. Ladies and gentlemen, don't, putting you, don't give yourself permission to be less than you can be. Well, I like the thought that you have, and I've been talking to this about people. Find something to do. You got to find something to do, and find something to do that's constructive. Find something to do that is productive. Find something to do with this new time that you have, and use it to improve, rather than just sitting around and watching the clock tick. Because when you sit around and you watch the clock tick, you're just going to become an emotional mess. But like with you, you know, getting your garage cleaned out, you got to feel good about that, man. You achieved something. And 
you know, with the TV, I've encouraged people, watch some of the children's animation movies. Uh, we, we need to laugh. This is a time when we need to laugh and, and enjoy. And some of, these, some of these children animation movies are just really, really good. You don't need to feed on the law and orders and all of these shows that are depressing about death because we're hearing so much about the number of people that are dying. We don't need to deal with things that just emphasize the death. But if you're going to watch TV, watch something that makes you feel good. Watch something that makes you laugh. And if you got time, you don't want to watch TV, look around your life. Where is the clutter? Where are the things that I've been procrastinating with? And complete something. I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but I have found that when I complete things, I feel a lot better. There's no question. And you know what? Same thing in family. So I, I'm a big one, and you know this, that I have grown up with and I started to do after as I was, quote unquote, a failure in life till I was 29 years of age. My marriage wasn't good. My kids thought I was the worst thing ever because I probably was. Money was not abundant. So, And I, one day I went to a seminar by a friend because he said, be my guest. That's how I got there, you know? because I wouldn't didn't have the money to pay for it. And the, the guy said, you aren't opening dialogue that changed my life. It says, you know, God put you here to fail. You were born to succeed. There's nothing that you don't, if you don't succeed, it's because you don't take the steps to succeed. And I came home and I was failing in my chiropractic practice. My marriage wasn't good. Money was not good. In one year, I had a huge chiropractic practice more solidified relationship. My kids' relationship was to this day, we have such a wonderful, wonderful unit. I learned how to do that. So if I can learn how to be successful, healthy, and happy, so can everyone out there. And we're starting at different levels. I'm starting way down. You know, you know, I'll tell you what my wife is doing, believe it or not. So I have a business now during this no business time. My business, I have a route. On Mondays, I deliver the biscotti cookies that she delivers, and with gloves and a mask, I put them in mailboxes and beat the of people in my community. On Wednesday, it was banana bread, because she's cooking banana bread. Last Thursday, it was meatloaf, and then on Sunday, it was my cabbage soup that I didn't want to let out of my supply because I love it. So we're delivering, and that's what she does to help humanity. Now, the people, do they appreciate it? Of course. Why does she do it? She loves to cook. She's great at it. She's doing something to help. My sister, who's 85 years of age, lives right near you, Richard, by the way, right? Um, north of where I am in Boca Raton, Florida right now. She had a neighbor. She's alone. She's 85, 86 years of age. A neighbor knocked on her door. They hardly know each other. They pay, pass each other and they wave. Just said, rang the doorbell, said, I'm not coming in. And she looked down and said, this is for you. And she walked back to her house and she left. She was just at the market, bought a bowl of uh, fruit, a basket of fruit for my sister. A little kindness. And it's not a lot of money. It's a little kindness. The more you give, the more you get. What goes around comes around. And it's a universal law of Om Kitam Nama, the law of cause and effect. You be the cause of someone else's good. The chances of you coming through this increase dramatically. Yeah, what I like about what you're saying is that your your time is filled with purpose. Yes. And that's one of the things that in our world, the way it has been, is that we have been so busy being busy being busy that our time has become our enemy 
it hasn't become something that we can live with purpose. I mean, most people, uh, before we've hit this new abnormal, you know, they'd finish a day and still have a ton of things to do. Now someone finishes their day and they're wondering, you know, they're wondering, what am I going to do with my time? And time is a gift. I mean, you talked about it. You're 80, I'm 75. Uh, and time is a gift. Every day I wake up, uh, people ask me, do you have a bad day? I say, no, I woke up this morning. How can you have a bad day if you wake up in the morning? And I get up with like you. I get up every day. I have a cup of coffee. I do my morning minute. I do my quiet time. And then I lay out an achievement list, things that I want to get done today. And it gives me a purpose for my day. If I don't have a purpose, it means I don't have a plan. If I don't have a plan, then I'm not, I don't know what to do with my time. So I spend my time wasting what the gift of time that I have in my life. And I think this is what is so confusing to people is they've been taken out of their comfortable routine. And, and you know, how do people adjust to newness when it's not something they ask for? You know, it's a, it's a really good question. I was just saying like in the beginning, I said act one step bigger than you feel. So someone that really has an economic challenge that I know in my life, really, really, you know, a se severe one, how are they gonna get by and feed their family up to that point? So they, they look at me, they say, well, you have money, you're gonna get through this. Money won't stop that virus from sneaking under my door or grabbing me, or God forbid a million times someone that I know, you know, succumbs to this thing. That's not it. All I'm saying is let's put up as many fences as we can. And those of you that are economically challenged or you have fear of health, of things like that. So the what you have to do is purposely act the part, act the part of someone. So if I was a television producer and Richard, let's say, was the actor trying out for the part. And I said to him, Richard, this part makes you a serial killer. You know, that's the part. So you can't have your nice, pleasant look on your face. Your hair can't be as combed as it always is. It looks so neat. You have to play the part and you're auditioning. And finally, the, the camera will capture, they'll just use and splice it together. You really looking the part of someone that has that anger and the internal mess and you get the part. Or the next film, the same actor is in, is a love story. Different face, different hand, different speed of speaking, different tones, different words. So I'm saying, why, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you select the part? So if you are struggling financially and you're worrying how you're going to pay the bills, what, I don't care if you knock on doors and, and you go sweep streets. I don't care what you do. You've got to do something proactive. You've got to know people. You're not part of them. You know, we all huddle. And if I had the answer, the, the magic wand for all of these people, Richard, you too, we'd be out on the street all day giving out that magic wand. I don't have it. And I, don't, I can't tell you enough. I'm not, I'm not a, a, an infectious disease doctor. I don't know enough. But I do know that your attitude, not your aptitude, determines your altitude in life. So I think my attitude is a little bit of a shield. So when people are hurling negatives at me, I become Superman, bullets repelling all the negative stuff. When, when if you're female, you don't want to do that. You certainly don't want to open your blouse unless you're around a dirty old man like me. Or you could use your Wonder Woman bracelets, right? You know, and, and tell anything that doesn't benefit you. What a chance. So if, if you get the stimulus package going, if the Republicans do this, if the Democrats, 
No more ifs, ands, and buts. Your object is to survive now and thrive later. And I guarantee, Richard, I guarantee, you know, who am I to guarantee? But I'm guaranteeing that this will pass. I'll bet you if it, this comes back, forgetting what they're saying about waves coming back and forth, we'll get to a point that this is over. Six months from now, three months from now, two years from now, I don't know. But it'll be over. Now, I'll bet you we're never unprepared before. I'll bet you every hospital in the country will have enough respirators if something like this ever happens. So you learn from the negative, too. We're learning social distancing. You know, when, when I see my grandchildren, I want to run over and hug them, and they go like this. You know, stay away from 8 or 10 feet for extra safety. Do you know what I'm saying? Play the part. Look at yourself in the mirror. Play the part of the person you want to become. So I'm not, I don't want to be a positive, motivational speaker. I can't talk you away from what you want to be. You have a choice, and your choice, and Richard and I work on this every day, and it's so good we're friends because we lift ourselves up. World of cause and effect. We are going to be our own cause. We are going to get through this, and it won't be a new normal because it will be adapting over, so I don't like those words personally, a new normal. It'll be a different normal, right? One final question for you. This is a big question for me. Uh, what do you hope we learn from this? Oh, you know what? I had a thought about this the other night, and I don't know if it's right or wrong. It's not thought out correctly. So I was just laying around in bed, you know, just getting up in the morning. I said, you know what? We're at war in the world. Iran and Russia and, you know, all our enemies, you know, with fingers on the nuclear buttons and all of that. And we're not cooperating. And China didn't tell us in time. And all this negative influences and all the politicians doing their things, poisoning the world. What happens if this turns the tide for that? What happens if we start to cooperate? For instance, I just got masks in. They're KND5 mask, right? The K means it comes from China. China is sending us. I just saw something that Israel sent enough respirators to England to help them. So we're starting to help uh, people all over the world. What happens, Richard, if this is the beginning of a shift in mentality that it's not Democrats or Republicans or the, or, or the, the, uh, the um, you know, the dictators and the, and the, uh, the democracies, uh, countries, not that. But what happens if we start to work together a little bit, then it's 20%. And our negotiations are for the betterment of our people and not each other. I think this could be the beginning. I'm not sure, but at least that's my dream. Well, you know, I agree with you. Uh, I think when we get to the other side of this, and I believe we will get to the other side of this, there's no question about that. And I don't believe our world will look the same. I think we will have a, a new picture to it. And I'm hoping that what will come from this is that we will learn that together we're stronger and that the more divided we are as a country. And I'm hoping this will pull our country together because our country has been very divided. And it seems like we're still, there still seems to be a war in Washington over coming together, that we still seem to be fighting. and. I sat here and I listened to him and I think, why can't you just get your act together? We need right now, we need that spirit of oneness, that spirit of togetherness. And I look at the world and I looked at how what you were talking about, countries are sending other countries help. And 
I'm just hoping and I'm praying, Larry, we don't forget this because it seems like, and I think you've seen it in your lifetime and I've seen it in mine, we go through these times that have powerful messages attached to them and we work together and then we get to the other side and we get, okay, okay, now you're my enemy again. And I'm, I'm hoping that because of the fact that this is not isolated, this is worldwide, that we can learn from this. Oh, I hope so. I pray so. God bless you. Woo. That's right. Yep. Well, you're a busy man. You got a lot on your plate, even though you are, uh, you're, you're not retired. You'll, you'll never retire. You're like me. I don't like the word retired because to me, that's a death trap. I think all I'm doing right now is changing and redefining the direction of my life. You know, it's funny because someone else said that this morning. I say, well, I'm semi-retirement. I just have a certain clients. I take whatever talk that comes my way, if I like it or not. But I'm not really working anymore. He said, watch what happens in three weeks. You're going to get a bunch of clients. You're going to be back in business. That's what will happen. The universe said so. Larry, if uh, the people who are watching Let's Talk Human Behavior would like to reach out to you and maybe send you a question. How can they contact you? Well, my email is Larry at LTM, like lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, ltmconsulting.net. Larry at ltmconsulting.net. And if you just want to chat, 516-318-1444. But the question should be directed to the master who's sitting in front of you with gray hair and black glasses and some sort of shirt. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. All right. When this is all over and the golf courses are all greened up because there's not people out there tearing them up, uh, <laughs> let's get together and play around the golf. Good deal. All right. Thanks, Larry. Be and well. I appreciate you. Love you, my friend. Bye. Bye-bye.